I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Packham. Joined this evening by Matt Knight. Hello. Jay Cross. Hi, Mark and Joe and Matt. And Joe Branton. Hello. That was a really, really off-putting way of starting the podcast. <laughs> so I was like, wait, is Jay taking my job? He's <laughs> taking over. Um, I hope not. Well, indeed. Hey. Not with an intro like that. Sorry, Jay. You Sorry. need to work on it. Okay, yeah. I'll work it. I mean, based off of how, <laughs> how nervous Joe was last time... <laughs> I think I could probably do an all right job. Yeah, I think you'd be all right. You'd be uh, fine. I look forward to the day that none of you can make the podcast and also the podcast gear is left here, set up, and then I'll record it. Yeah, yeah. Podcast on your own. Yeah. Basically. Or just get in a completely random group of people just to talk about <laughs> guitars and that. <laughs> That'd be weird. That'd be weird. Maybe we should do that on like um, April Fool's Day or something. Just it's a completely different group. I did once have an idea that all of our girlfriends should just do the podcast That'd be for cool. April Fool's Day. They all just sit around, don't necessarily talk about guitars. They just talk about, like, I don't know, other stuff that yeah. they're into. And then we just put that out as the Guitar Nerds just podcast. Talk about, And like, never mention it. TV. Just, yeah, and, just like, yeah, like Game of Thrones or yeah. whatever, like, nor- <laughs> like normal people stuff. Yeah. Um, and then just put that out and just never, ever mention it. That's quite a good idea. I kind of regret the fact that you've given it away. Yeah. Damn. <sighs> Maybe I'll just bleep this whole bit out. <laughs> Anyway, um, so how is everyone doing? We, this is the second time we've kind of all got together this week because we uh, we ended up at the GAK 25th anniversary birthday party uh, on Wednesday um, since we last podcast. An event that, I hate to say it, Joe, you put it on and it wasn't. As much as I enjoy seeing you fail at stuff, which I get to see quite often, um, it was actually quite good. Uh, it was well organised. Yeah, it was. Shockingly. It was actually pretty good. Yeah, it was great. There was loads of stuff there. We had we had a band and DJs, magicians, a photo booth. Yeah, and a free bar. That was that was the important yeah, bit. Yeah, of course. Very important. Oh, that was I, very important. I, we spent three and a half thousand pounds behind that bar. I actually thought that was relatively conservative. I thought so as well. Considering yeah. how many people were there. Mm, I know. I really had to try and make up as much money as possible at the end of the night. Now, oh, that was the reason. Right, okay, gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I've converted everyone to teetotaling. That's why. And they were like, oh, yeah, no, you're right. Just give it up. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, you're right. is you that, are the best. Is that why there was, like, because I, I saw a little screenshot of the, uh, of the, the receipt that Joe put up um, from the end of the night. And, yeah, there was a lot of Bex Blue. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't Bex Blue, no, it was um, Heineken, Heineken Zero, I think it's called, oh, yeah, a Heineken whatever. Double Zero. Uh, double, a double. Double Zero, I had, I had a double. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, so it, the thing I liked about it, obviously it was great to see a load of old faces of people from distributors, old staff members, um, obviously you were there, which was, you know, tipped over on the negative side slightly. Um, obviously, you know, Matt and Jay were there, which was great, I don't get to hang out with them enough. Um <laughs> And it was really nice to um, Max, who's one of the uh, the directors of GAC, gave a little kind of rousing, heartwarming speech about the history of, uh, of GAC. And I didn't think I would, but I did feel a little bit of uh, kind of pride. 14 years of service there. Yeah. Um, I was surprisingly like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was pretty all right, actually. Yeah, well, I think, nice. I think it's pretty impressive that, you know, that an independent shop that started as a, as a little sort of street, vendor thing has now become one of the 
country's biggest independent guitar retailers. I think that's pretty cool. So yeah, yeah it was a nice wasn't it was the, a nice um, thing to actually celebrate. Wasn't the story that Gary, the owner, went to buy a guitar from another store and yeah. then he wouldn't do him a deal, so he went, Well I'm gonna take this money and I'm gonna start my own store. That is actually and, what happened, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's and then that other store ended up closing down because they couldn't compete with the GAK Superstore down the road. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, Tiger Tiger Music, I think it was called. And what's the um, what's the percentage of businesses? Like ten percent of businesses make it to twenty five years or something like that. Yeah, so something that is um, ridiculously low. Yeah, that is pretty impressive, isn't it? I'm, I'm surprised it's that many actually. Yeah, maybe it was even less than that, but it was a it was a low number. You know, not many people make it to twenty five years. Yeah. So um, yeah, pretty impressive indeed. So yeah. that was good. And um, one of the things, little guitar nerds uh, collaboration, um, you managed to get some GAC themed Boss Katanas. Uh, you know, just to make the ultimate guitar nerds plug, yeah. um, you guys, you guys put together uh, some customized Katana fifties. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So me and Matt hooked up with, uh, well, really Matt hooked up with Zilla Cabs and managed to get some red and yellow striped Katana fifties, which was absolutely thunderous. And we used them. I used the custom one for a demo video today, and I I couldn't believe how loud it was. It was absolutely. A, a brilliant amp. I was I was very surprised. I expected it to be okay, you know, but I don't care about practice amps. I mean, we did give it. We scored it very highly in mm. the gear of the year. Yeah, so. I think it came. I think it came second. Yeah, I know, and I'm sure it's good. But I've always been of the mind that like this is good for for what pra- it is. Yeah, for what yeah. it is. Yeah, thing. But it was actually like I was like, oh, this is this is good. For, this good. is this is good for what it is. Yeah, they're actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. Um, so after you got over the um, kind of the uh, the stress of putting on the GAC anniversary oh, party, so, I was so stressed. You were very stressed, but on the night you weren't too bad. But in the run up, you were. I'd been drinking the whole day. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Um, I'm glad your employer listens to this. So, um, so um, after that, to blow off a bit of steam, you've been to ATG Arctangent Festival. Yes, yeah, that's right. We we all went last year. We and did. interviewed a load of the bands there. And it's a great festival because it's full of it's for math, post rock, avant garde, sort of experimental music and stuff, which means that you get lots of people with really, really interesting, unique pedalboard guitar and amplifier setup. So it's always nice to kind of go there and chat to some of the people. It was the first year that my band wasn't on the bill. So it meant that I got to spend a lot of time in the press area and uh, and and kind of talk to people and and check out all their stuff and focus on that side of things, which is pretty nice. Did you manage to get any interviews? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good, <laughs> good to know. Because <laughs> we sent you there with a recorder to try and get some interviews. Um, and they'll come out in thirty years as the Branton tapes, the lost yeah. tapes. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Branton's lost weekend, but it, it was it was very good. Um, it was a very good festival. There were lots of absolutely fantastic bands. Best did, you, did you see Converge? I did see Converge. Were yeah. they good? They were fantastic. Yeah, That's it was good. absolutely brilliant. I listened to the uh, I listened to their new. Um, I don't know if the album's out yet. Maybe I think, it is. I think just two singles. So far. Uh, and the the first song that came out, it it it, uh, it was on my release radar or one of the Spotify, you know, curated playlists that comes up for you. And usually. I've, I've sort of like moved away from very heavy music nowadays mm-hmm. and usually when something really heavy comes on I'm like oh, I'm not really and, and I was at work and I'm like oh, I'm not really and that came on and I was like oh this is this is great. I wonder, wonder what this is. And it, it turned out it was Converge. They're just head and shoulders above everyone else. Yeah. They, they really, and they have been for like 20 years. Yeah. They're, they're, they're so good. I'd really love to see them again. Yeah, they were, they were fantastic. Like, I just don't want to see them in a field. Yeah. So, oh, you know. Fair enough, fair enough. It was, it was very, very <laughs> wet dry. and muddy. Um, yeah. Arc Tangent is notoriously wet and muddy, but it was exceptionally wet Yeah, it was not a great weekend this weekend. No, no, not at all. But there were some great bands, Explosions in the Sky, uh, headlined the the Saturday night, which was which was fantastic. Like you know, known for sort of huge, massive arcing reverbs. Three guitars, delays. right? Three guitars, yeah. Cinematic, mm. yeah. Surprising um, to see. It's the first time I've seen them live, and I was shocked, n- near appalled, at how budget their guitars were. Oh, really? Yeah. It was so it was so weird. Like especially post rock bands, they tend to be quite. They tend to be quite custom shoppy. 
yeah. post rock bands just in in general they tend to be sort of quite well dressed bearded dudes that obviously have enough money to put into this sort of thing that that seems to be the difference between like the grunginess of math rock to the sort of middle classness of post rock <laughs> but um but actually their setup was the the two main guitarists because the other guitarist the third one shifts between keyboards and guitar and actually their bass player also switches between guitar keyboards and bass um but their two main guitarists were both playing old Ibanez guitars and Ibanez uh, Talman okay but the original series yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, the other one was playing um, one of the 80s strats uh, what, what were they called like a roadster yeah so you know it had the the headstock that uh, looks a bit like a starcaster yeah that kind of like wavy fendery mm. style headstock yeah exactly but with a strat strat body and like a um, a pelham uh, 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 lake lake placid lake placid blue um, with a black scratch yeah it was very unusual like Did I was really shocked to see it they were still sort of super beardy smart dressed middle class post rock just expecting jazz masters yeah I don't know yeah Poles. exactly three three yeah. fives on post rock bands <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah. like that but yeah really completely That's good. random yeah, I'd, cool. I'd love it if they like kickstart a uh, bit of a, tr- a trend to like everyone wants eighties, seventies, and eighties Ibanez like the musician and the uh, what's the other one, Matt? Is there one called the Music Master? Maybe no, Music Master's there. There's a Fender guitar, really but old one, there's yeah. a musician and something else that are like those walnut yeah, through the musician, necks. The musician was. was oh, one. I can't remember. Yeah, there's another one. There's one that's like. Uh, really solid like ash body and then the other one is like a walnut body it's the musician and something else bring back the destroyer that's what i say well, i think they do Actually, a destroyer. Um, i think that, i think it's still in the catalog yeah. yeah but you know let's let's have a bit of a resurgence of the destroyer yeah jay who works in my office bought a jet king oh he nice just, i saw on ebay and was like oh, i've got to buy one it's one of the rosewood ones with the like the dual switches oh yeah i don't, can't remember which model it was and then we got it and like straight out it's just like this is a great guitar i think he paid 250 quid for it or something like that that, on ebay good stuff that would have been perfect because i'm looking for a new guitar for the living room at the moment like something vaguely vintage styled something that's not too much money because the kittens will tear into it so basically um for those who don't know we just got a couple of little kittens Uh, if you follow me on instagram you will have seen nothing but them probably for the last couple weeks um and so all my stuff is in another room that they can't get in like the you know nice les paul and my bass and the recording setup and stuff like that um but i kind of want i like really miss since we got them i haven't really played that much guitar because they take up a lot of time and i kind of enjoy being in the living room where they are um and i want a guitar for in there and i want something like vintage styled and about 250 quid that would have been absolutely perfect matt yeah, I'll keep an eye out for another one. Please. I think they're awesome guitars. I, just like totally, totally un- underrated. And what it made me really want is the Omar signature. Oh, yeah, the Omar was like a really the super O-R-M-1. weird guitar. Yeah, that was super cool. Um, Actually, but they, just, they never come up eBay, on eBay, and the last one went for like 800 quid. Good lord. Like double its original value. Blimey. I'm like, I'm not going to pay that. No, so that. Not. Speaking of weird Ibanai, um, yeah. uh, Gak took it took in um a a one-off uh ibanez uh this week the most expensive ibanez we've ever had in stock okay i think i think it's Go on. The most expensive it's seven thousand pounds whoa <laughs> what second hand? no mate no it's new it's the only one it's a um it is a broken fluorescent pink mirror iceman that sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that sounds great. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. sounds really good. I need to check that great. out. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. It's got to be a signature. Yeah, it's a signature. I, I can is tell Is it like you. Paul Stanley or something like from Ooh, Kiss? Yes. Paul Stanley. Oh, oh it is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. Paul Stanley is probably the most famous Iceman player. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Nice. Nice pink Paul Stanley signature. That's amazing. Yeah, I want to see that. Big t- big time. Um, Joe Branson, you're not the only person mm. to be uh, arranging a, a stressful event. Um, Matt, you wanted to just talk co- very quickly about something that you've been working on. Yeah, sorry for the boss plug, um, but I wanted to give a shout out to people on the nerds because you'll probably hear this before we actually officially announce it. Um, but some people have been seeing some posts that I've been putting online of some vintage boss gear. Um, the last seven months of my time has been creating the largest ever collection of boss gear outside of the Roland Museum um, in Hamamatsu. So, 
yeah, basically from the 9th of September till the 17th of September, there'll be a pop-up free museum slash exhibition um, underneath Waterloo Station in a venue called House of Vans, where um, you'll be able to come out and check out about 600 different bits of boss gear that we've made from like 1976 to now. Every guitar synth, every tape echo, um, thanks to Jay Cross, he got one of the last ones that we needed. Um yes. And then on top of that, Saturday 9th, I'm putting on a gig with Joe Branton's band. Who? Yeah. Don't go to that. So, you know, might, might want to avoid, but we're also putting on This Will Destroy You, which is going to be amazing. Um, Terra Melos and Rabia and Rob Chapman will be there as well. Um, we're also got, who else have we got? We've got That Pedal Show doing a live thing. We've got Rabia doing a live workshop. We've got... Uh, David Arnold, the film composer, Tony Visconti, the producer, like everyone's going to be there over the whole weekend. So if anyone wants to come, just let me know. Um, tickets will be totally free. But uh, announcement happening this week, but it's like a lot of work. <laughs> Matty, when so. you've got the poster and stuff, is it worth putting something, should we just do like a mega thread in the on the Facebook group? And yeah. then people, yeah, be- if they want to come along, can like... You know, if people want to like get the train together or if there's, you know, a bit of a guitar nerd yeah, to meet up, we could do something... Have yeah, we absolutely. the events free, but if we figured out how much it costs for the meet and greet sessions. Yeah, how much are we charging, Matty? What yeah, can yeah. I get for my SIG? Uh, well, I was thinking like £50 a signature. Sweet, yeah, I yeah. I think yeah. that's okay. uh, like what the celebrities charge at like Comic-Con. We will, um, for the only um, charge that we will have is uh, if you want a photo with any of us, you have to buy Joe, you have to buy and do a Jaeger bomb with Joe Branton. That sounds great. Mm. No, <laughs> that, that'll be a, oh God, wait, wait, be a wait. nightmare. Yeah, but um, uh, oh no, yeah, top- I can do that because <laughs> I only have to not drink until the end of this month. No, you're not drinking for a while now. We'll get you back into shape, Joe B. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry. Um, um, I'm like the body coach. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, Matty, that sounds good. Once you've got the poster and stuff, let's put yeah. together a thread in the group, and um, we will arrange for a load of guitar nerds people Amazing. to meet up. And, I think. Um, yeah, and the day before it all kicks off, we're launching a brand new Boss product as well, oh, so, I which is know. super amazing. I'm super stoked about this one. So. Okay, none of us know about that yet, so um, huh? yeah, I didn't even know oh, you were I, doing something Oh, new. no, I don't know, I don't. No, you don't know anything about it. Um, cool, well, that all sounds good. So, yeah, more details in the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Guitar Nerds Forum. If you're not on there, why are you not on there? You're missing out on a ton of stuff. Um, and actually, that kind of feeds into the theme of this podcast, really. There's not a huge amount of news, just a couple a bits. A couple of great bits A couple news, of great though. bits. We'll do those in a minute. Um, but <clears> this episode <throat> is going to be primarily um, filled with... Exactly that. Primarily questions from the Facebook group. So uh, if you submitted something there, we'll, um, we'll dive into those shortly. But now, it's time to dive into... News! Um, so, this week's news. Um, first up, Electroharmonics finally have announced a reissue of the green... The new compressor! No, a <laughs> green Russian Big Muff reissue. How about this? So, How about this? Do you want to tell us about it? Um, well, there's very little information about it, okay. but it is, by the looks of things... A full reissue of the uh, of as you say a um, a green Russian big muff in a small um, you know sort of neo size box. Um, it it looks the part. My concern, go on, is that the thing that made the Russian big muffs so cool was that they used all those old Soviet transistors and you know. Surely they can't have found a load of those. This has got to be like a reissue or something. Well, it's not going to be like probably new old stock parts. I'd imagine it's that they have they been found able to a way to create it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's the only slight concern. However, knowing Electroharmonics, this is probably going to be eighty nine quid. Yeah. As opposed to what's a Russian big muff now, two hundred and fifty quid, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> is that what they go for? Crazy. Matty? And there's so many different so many different variations actually if you're in the group you want to speak to al lawson because i went to his studio and he has basically got nearly every variation of big muff wow um, and there's like loads of variations i didn't even know about but yeah oh, right, so in cool. fact actually i just typed russian big muff into ebay first result 250 quid yeah so. there we go and Jay i mean Cross. i know that there's i know that there's a lot of people doing um who've been doing you know reissues of of soviet era electroharmonics type pedals but you know I really hope this is as good as it looks. It um, looks and it looks, I really hope it's as good as it 
should sound and I've, I've got no doubt that it will be they they very rarely drop the ball um, they, so they've yeah done it. they've done it exactly right haven't they yeah. they've gone you know it's not like nano Russian big muff and no. it's, they've like changed the style they've just gone it's a Russian big muff it's in the smaller box it's in box. a small box it yeah. will do the, exactly um, what you want it to the do the ridiculous thing is is obviously they're basing it off the green font the early one yeah. I'm looking here and there's some of the like wooden box like black versions which were the later ones which were about 30 quid and I had one and sold it for 30 quid and they're upwards of £130. Oh, like, yeah. That is mental. And those ones sounded... They didn't even sound like a big muff. No, 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 no. no. I, I had one of those. I used it for bass. The black uh, one with the yellow writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. that. Yeah, wooden box one. Um, yeah, they're a super cool pedal. But yeah, like you say, Matt, they don't really sound like a big muff. So I wonder no. if they'll do one of those down the line as well. Maybe there's scope for like a 90s Russian big muff. It would be cool muff. if they did the entire range. Yeah, I mean, definitely. that would be mental, but it would... That would be cool to see. Yeah, definitely. Um, so another, um, well, actually, we should clear up that uh, also the uh, the hot wax has finally become uh, a reality. They're yeah. now posting about it on their site. We talked about it. So it's a remind me again the hot tubes and a crayon. Yeah, um, that box now exists and has been fully confirmed by Electronics. So I'm sure we'll be very hitting cool. store shelves uh, very soon. Joe Branton, do you want to tell me about the brand new Ranger Effects Dwarf Bleep bass? Yeah, so this is pretty cool. Obviously, the um, the Dwarf Bleep was a micro pedal version of the the very successful Ranger effects Dr. Frankenstein effect but this is uh, this is just one specifically reworked for Dr. Frankenstein for Dr. Frankenstein Frankenstein Frankenstein, Frankenstein. Yes, yeah. yes sorry yeah uh, this one reworked with you know a, a, a different EQ so it's more suitable for bass but um the super cool thing about this is 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 what what it is is it's a fuzz the Frankenstein is a fuzz the bleep side of it is um uh, a part of the effect that allows the fuzz to degrade into kind of like an 8-bit sounding crushed thing. But there's an expression out where you can plug in and it comes with the, the eagle. 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 Yeah. Uh, so it comes with that little circular expression pad that we've spoken about on the... Which is like a pressure point pad, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, the cool thing is, like, what could that possibly control on a fuzz? And the answer is the speed of the degradation of the fuzz oh nice that's quite cool yeah but you can what whilst you're playing uh yeah i, I guess so yeah yeah uh, i guess i so. imagine yeah. so yeah um but also uh you can you can adjust like the speed that it modulates so that the the pitch of the f- degrading fuzz also rises so you can right okay you can introduce that so it's well. like a um expression sag yeah that that will turn it from a fuzz into utter chaos. Yeah, which is great. Being able to set sort of the speed at which it does that and the extent to which it does that makes it kind of a great like, um, like doom sort of tool. If you uh, just make it like obliterate itself, basically. Yeah, exactly. I, I I think it's what a cool, interesting pedal. And of course, you know they appreciate that it's it's not going to be something that people are going to use on the time. So all the time, so it's in a really super convenient, tiny housing with some really interesting looking controls, like a great big rotary for the fuzz effect. But then the bleep is done on like um, uh, like you know those those switches to control volume and tone on your upper pickup on a Jaguar. You know, it's like oh, yeah, roller yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. sort of things. So it's got one of those. And then the LFO and the mix are controlled off of two like mini pots that are on the base of the pedal. So the main control is just volume? Uh, yeah. Okay. You're well, not sure No, about no, that. I'm not sure. I don't think it's volume. It's like, okay. I think it's amount of fuzz. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, so once again, basically Ranger Effects pulling something completely out of left field, a pedal that no one else is doing, uh, kind of expression-based bit crushing fuzz I guess yeah but this is what they're so good at they're good at making like complete completely like bonkers pedals and I like that they try and make them inconvenient housings because you know that Ranger Effects do not make go-to pedals they don't make essentials they make they make pedals for people who want weird stuff or people with big boards so it's good that they're conveniently sized yeah 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 cool stuff coming from Ranger shall we dive into When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A swimming pool, an ocean size vat of... Questions coming from the Facebook group. Matt says, I have the option of getting a Sewer Modern, uh, Modern Guthrie Govan spec or a Music Man Luke 3. Not sure I'm buying yet, but if I do, which one would you guys pick? Matt Knight. Um, <clears throat> it's a tricky one because the Luke 3 was like the first guitar, expensive guitar, I fell in love with when I first started working in a music store. And I was like, Oh, I really wanted a, a Music Man, and that's and I, and I always have loved Music Man since then. And I do remember selling one to a really good customer and friend of mine, um, and it was just a great guitar. Um, I think for me, Music Man's always just have the best neck, um, and it's the same with um, the James Valentine that I've got now. I've tried the Guthrie; I like it, but it's just a bit too like. Unless you're Guthrie, you just—it's designed to sound like no nothing. It's not to sound like a Strat or a Les Paul because he gets all those sounds out of his like playing style. Where the Music Man kind of has like a cool sound of its own, and just the neck feels comfortable really like straight away. So, and I think they're a little less money. So I'd probably have to say the Luke. This Guthrie just doesn't do it for me in terms of like sound and in terms of a look. It's a very brown guitar. Everything is kind of like one color. Yeah. See, I, I quite like the look, and I I nah. think it's um that, but it's it's got the same sort of neck as your guitar. That roasted, um, that ba- like roasted ba- maple ba- board. Yeah, doesn't but it? it doesn't. It just I don't know whether it was the neck profile, but to me, like the neck profiles, I think are much slimmer on the Music Man guitars. Right. Yeah. And it just feels a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm probably just not technically good enough to make the Guthrie sound like amazing, where the Music Man guitars always just sound great straight away, where the Guthrie kind of left me feeling a bit cold. Yeah, they're personally. definitely they're definitely got. Um, and to be honest, I've not had much experience with the sewer stuff. I've never heard one in the flesh. I've only heard it in videos and stuff. But the Charvel one, yeah, I had that. It's very very precise, very clinical. Um, sounding guitar. Oh, that's the point. I am. I must admit. Sorry. I'm when you said Guthrie Govan, I was. I was talking about the Charvel. Yeah, they don't you're talking do about the Charvel. Because I, I think like Sir had to stop calling it the Guthrie. Yeah, Govan. I think, yeah. It's, it's I not, think it was more or less the same guitar though, wasn't uh, it? It was roughly the same, but uh, but yeah, he left Sir and yeah, started and making them through Charvel. So yes, yes the um, the the Charvel Guthrie Govan is like all baked. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, I agree. It's a very brown guitar. Like even I like the pickups it. have sort of brown covers. I think it's too signature. I think it's too much of a Guthrie given. I can't. I don't think you can get away from that. Bear in mind that's not what it, was, it sounds know, like. It sounds like Matt here has got the option of getting either of those two, and it must be hmm. secondhand because obviously you of can't course. buy the Sir Govan anymore. Matt, do you well, want to just the, get, up, well, get up some info the, the about Sir, the Sir? The Sir Moderns, when they were Guthries, were like fifteen hundred quid, and, yeah. and the Chavel is twenty seven hundred. So there's a big difference in price between the two of them. Yeah, so. the, the Sirs did go up a lot. I think they're like three, four thousand dollars now. And actually, you know, Sirs are great guitars, but once again, that Guthrie, um, bizarrely enough, the guy that I sold the Luke to currently owns 11 i think at one point he had 11 sirs pretty sure it was 11 maybe it was 11 les pauls he had a lot of guitars um 
And actually, that I thought that was the weakest sounding one, just because once again it had that same thing where it didn't really sound like anything, which I suppose can be considered a good thing. But like you know, when you pick up like an S style guitar and you're like, oh, it kind of sounds kind of straight. It sounds like the best strat I've ever played. Or you know, you pick up a guitar that looks like a telly and go, oh, it's, yeah, it's really twangy. And this is kind of like doesn't really sound like anything. It kind of plays really nice, but it didn't really have like a character. Um, yeah, I know what you I mean. And I was still like the music man to have like more of a like a soul. I know that sounds really cheesy, but the, they always just feel like just a bit nicer. And I think actually the money does swing it for me as well because I think for the price, Music Man feel like they should be like double the money. Yeah, they're um, they're always really well built guitars. I guess it's that they're at that kind of apex of you know boutique and kind of hand built ish, but they're not really they're production line guitars. You know they're yeah. they're kind of mass market guitars, but they've got a feel about them that you know means that they feel a bit more kind of hand-built than say a you know american professional strat or something like that because they are just that bit much more money you know yeah um so yeah i think um resoundingly uh we'd probably go for the music man out of those two i don't know what you guys think jay i i just i never really liked the luke i never really got on with it and i think it, it kind of that was the first um, the fir- my first introduction to um, Music Man signature guitars was the Luke. Yeah, I and guess back I, then it was just like the Axis just, and the Luke. And, yeah, yeah and I, I just I never really got on with it, and it and it really took me until I discovered the Albert Lee um, to start thinking a little bit more seriously yeah, about about certainly. Music Man. And I just for for me, I mean, to be quite honest with you, neither of these guitars are really my. No. Uh, no, they're both my, a bit modern for you. Yeah, completely. I mean, the Albert Lee is the most traditional music man, other than obviously the new, the new things they do. Yeah, I, but so um, you know, I'm I'm willing to take a back seat on this one, but um, yeah, I I've, I've n- I just never really got on with the Luke's. I know a lot of people love them, but for me, it just it didn't ever feel right to me, and I don't know why. Um, a dith- different Matthew says, looking to get a new amp, but can't decide whether to go for modelling, solid state, or valve. Doesn't matter what brand, but has to be able to get a decent metal tone. Now he doesn't say what his price point is mm-hmm. or what vol- uh, like how loud it needs to be. Um, but I'm guessing if he's saying like solid state, modelling, or valve, we're he- looking. Well, I, I think let's talk about something that you could potentially gig with that isn't a huge amount of money. Okay. Um, so that gives us some some options there, basically. Um, Jay Cross, do you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, for me, if you're looking at not a huge amount of money and you want something that is going to be um, gigable and uh, you can use at home, and I know I keep going on about this and people must get really bored of me saying it, but the, the PV Classic Mini... I think they're. Gr- I think they're gr- from metal tone. Oh yeah, from metal tone. Okay. Well, um, Which in that one? case, because they do a sixty-five oh five. They do a sixty-five oh five. Or the. <laughs> um, in that case, if you want to go down. Uh, oh, sorry, I missed a bit about metal. I just started thinking about me. Yeah. Um, in that Always. case, the. Um, uh, on, on a similar sort of note, how much is that new fifty-one fifty? The mini. The mini, because uh, it's you know very similar design to that. Matt, I don't suppose you got that that. Uh, the, lunch, the new one is 483 we are now just talking about heads I guess yeah that's true again yeah, he doesn't specify but yeah. I'm thinking you know if you can geek with it and you know if um, there'll probably be a cab there already so I guess that is an option um, so I, yeah. I mean you know if you're looking at something that's going to be smallish and gigable um, yeah I think I think that's a great I think that's a great choice something like that definitely Joe Branton anything in mind uh, well I mean I'd, I'd kind of be inclined to agree I really like the um, uh, kind of the the 5150 mini and and also the what we spoke about the you know the other week the EVH the 6505 yeah exactly um, they're really cool but I was thinking also like um, the Blackstar artist series like they're because they're combos and they're pretty well priced and they do a good metal tone so the artist 15 is probably the smallest like gigable one which yep. would do that whole high gain thing um and yeah they're like 650 quid um i think they they sound great i think yep. they're perfect for sort of that sort of job and you know they they cost roughly what we're talking about with these heads but it's also a totally gigable 15 watt combo definitely matt Knight, any thoughts yeah, <clears throat> i think sticking with the valve theme um the orange gym route Yes, four hundred and sixty-five. Oh, I, I mean, he's a metal guy, uh, you know. And rather the Jim Root than the Dark Terror, because you've got three band EQ, and I think 
for me sometimes with some of the orange amps if you're going for like loads of gain especially if you want like a tight metal sound just having the like shape control you can go too scoop scooped and then you kind of tend to drop out in a mix where with the gym route you've kind of got um like a little bit more sort of tweakability yeah i think that would actually be my choice as well like if you want a like, tone to jump over a car two scoops wesley two scoops berry um if anyone gets that reference right okay so when matt when matt said two scooped there jay i don't know if you could hear it on the podcast jay burst into laughter if you understand the reference wesley two scoops berry please put a picture or video of wesley two scoops berry into the facebook group but don't comment on it at all just put the picture <laughs> And we'll take it from there. Yeah, my choice would be the Jim Root as well. Um, I do you know what? I saw a Jim Root uh, Strat come up on eBay earlier, and I was like, "That's a great looking guitar. Yeah, like, yeah, really good. Like, if you want something that's kind of a modern take on that kind of '80s Charvel, you know, flat bodied Strat with just two humbuckers, no trem. Um, that's a great looking guitar. Yeah, lovely. Matt finishes, you know, totally e- flat radius board with neck. no uh, markers on it. Yeah. Looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, I yeah. wish I could have got bought one of the Jazz Masters. Yeah, yeah I really favoured the Tele. I actually really liked the um, the Squire as well. Yeah, um, just and actually kind of maybe more because it was passive. Yeah, um, Jim Root's the man. He's yeah. um, he's <laughs> super cool. What a great amp and great guitars yeah. for sort of like a genre of music that you normally associate with quite tasteless. Yeah, amps and guitars. He's just like seems like a really cool guy yeah. who's got a really good kind of eye for design and stuff. So, yeah, all good. Um, so, Matthew, I hope that uh, gives you something to think about. If we were way off the mark on price and stuff, do let us know. Andy says with Boss stepping up their game and TC making some nice updates to their pedal range with Mash, what is next for Strymon? Predictions, please. Where does Strymon go next? Well, I mean, that's an interesting question because they've kind of done all the stuff that we didn't expect them to do this year, introducing like a drive pedal, which really wasn't yep. kind of their forte. Um, it's it's tricky. I think even the drive pedal was like a bold enough move because if you think about... I do think Strymon are responsible for um, resetting the bar. I think if you go back a decade, people would talk about £150 as being a lot of money to spend on a pedal. Yeah. And... And it's only really that Strymon came out with these, with all their pedals being 300, 350 quid. And it kind of, it moved the bar. So all of a sudden when anyone else released a pedal for 250 quid, that was reasonable because yeah. it wasn't Strymon priced. Yeah. And, it, and it, it just changed everything. And I always thought there are pedals you can get away with that. And that's reverb and, and delay. And fine, they managed to do it with modulation. But I really never thought they'd managed to do it successfully with drive. Because it's such a, yeah. You know, I appreciate we have things like you know the Clon Centaur and stuff, but drive is the sort of thing that you know go back a couple of years and we were talking about the Soul Food being yeah. the best drive pedal on the market, and that was a what a sixty pound pedal, yeah, fifty nine quid. Something. Exactly. So it's it's something that companies have proved time and time again that you don't have to spend a lot of money on. The, uh, you know, look at the Golden Brownie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, companies have proved time and time again that you don't have to spend a lot of money to get a great sounding drive. So. I don't know. Strymon have already surprised me. What what other pedals could they do? Well, I mean, I think one the 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 biggest surprise, um, and I think you know one thing that you should always bear in mind when talking about Strymon is the Deco and how that came out of nowhere. And we still what two years down the line, three years down the line, we still can't really you can't really pin down what it is. It's you like, know, it's uh, kind of a it's just rotary a, kind it's, of a it's vibe a tone pedal. It's a, Com- when I say tone, I mean like tone of the era rather than a tone yeah sure yeah 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 so you know you get a bit of a warble from it you get some like nice breakup from it but it isn't really any one thing in particular and i can see strymon going down that route you know i don't they've got their big name pedals they've got their you know their top of the range um big the top of the range reverb top of the range delay top of the range modulation you know those those drive pedals that they did the the sunset and the river drive are you know they haven't taken the world by storm i don't think they will come out next year with the equivalent of uh you know the the sunset riverside you know like a, an all in one the all in one pedal that does everything no, I don't think so. in terms of drive but i think that we'll still see loads more stuff like this i think we'll see more cool not exactly weird but 
preampy mm. style pedals. That's that's true. I guess preamp is sort of the next route. Do you think mm. they're dry affordable? Do you think mini pedals? Well, I don't think mini, but I was going to say something that they could do is compacts because obviously yeah. at the moment the smallest thing they do is double pedals. For even for a lot of people, that's too chunky for the board, and maybe. You know, they don't need all those hidden settings and stuff. Like, you know, on the Flint, I've never even explored, as we've talked about many times, never explored the hidden settings and the multiple modes that you could use. Um, If there was, you know, just if they just did a a compact reverb pedal, I think that would be really popular and it might be a little bit more affordable than the doubles are. What I quite like the idea of is like almost like a personal shopper of sounds. Like, so the Deco. Is basically if you just took that pedal, you could sound like a kind of fiftiesy rock and roller. You know, it's got a bit of kind of like tape machine drive in it, like preamp drive. It's obviously got the tape machine, so that's delay and reverb. Uh, uh, sorry, delay and um, and the kind of modulation in there. You could get a decent fiftiesy sound out of it. But what if they did an eighties one? What if there was one that had um, like something from the dig? and mm. something from the you know their chorus pedal and then you've got like here's yeah. your 80s pedal one i would just wonder if they did would do something like that like combination pedals a lot like electroharmonics are doing well completely um, and i don't think that's out of the out of the you know uh it's not unlikely because you you look at the the flint for an example you know you've totally. got you've got the two de- you've got a delay and a um a rever- sorry a reverb and a tremolo on there yeah. and you've basically got a it's, it's an AC30 preamp, essentially. Well, not preamp. Well, okay, not... Well, effects n- section. If, yeah, okay, cool. But it's it gives you that sort of... S- that, that setup. Yeah. Um, and again, there's multiple sounds. From that and, era, exactly. There's multiple sounds in there, and you could maybe strip those away, and you could just have, you know, like a more basic version um, that doesn't cost as much money and yeah. goes directly more... Because on that, obviously, you get... 60, 70s, 60, 70s and 80s reverb um, and you obviously get three different types of uh, and three different eras of um, tremolo mm. but what if you just said like okay we're taking the 60s photo um, trem and the 60s reverb and then that was your like personal 60s yeah. sound you know um, Matt what do you think? I, I think it's tricky because a lot of times I think oh well surely timeline two or mobius two is round the corner but i guess that the sales of them are probably still so strong probably don't really need to think about it and they were really the first brand to kind of you know you say like you know people always had like multiple boss pedals or electroharmonics pedals because they were relatively affordable but then to see like three striving pedals someone's like outlaid a thousand pounds on their Mm. their pedal board I'm surprised they haven't done an H9 kind of a thing, an eventide kind of a thing. I've basically done like a blank box that comes with a load of algorithms in it. I would, well, because, you know, people go, well, I don't really want to take up three massive pedal spaces. I just want one and I want a key cho- choice effects from like, you know, from the timeline or from the Mobius or from the Big Sky. So I don't know. I think, yeah, kind of just picking and choosing a few key sounds and maybe not even like loading them in via software just going actually we've done like you say mark we've done like a kind of vibe of eras as it were and kind of gone here's 11 presets that are all our favorites from all the pedal ranges we make including the drives in just one box for like 500 quid so it's got two drives in it is a lot of money but but if you People could get a best of Strymon box rather than having to spend, you know, eleven or whatever it is, a grand or eleven hundred quid on all of the uh, yeah, but I don't, I don't think that would work with Strymon because what people like from the Strymon pedals is they like the ability to go, you know, to dig deep into sure. to do like these real explore, explorative uh, I think tones, if, sounds, tone sounds, I think, tone um, sounds. If they took a leaf out of the Boss book and made it as uh, wicked to program then perhaps they could do something like running two algorithms at the same time or having a dr- I mean no one's done anything I mean I, even Ty do sort of have it with some of the drive sounds and some of the fuzz sounds but they can be a little weak if they actually took like you know the sunset overdrive and mixed it with the timeline and gone here's four settings from the timeline here's two drive sounds from the you know the the sunset and kind of 
you can mix them in parallel or series or something like that. I think that would be quite cool. The way that I um, see it is um, is a little bit like you know like computer game DLC where maybe they make a box where there is like six slots essentially for six different modules like digital mod- modules and then they charge like very much like the H9 they charge you to run six of those things so you, you buy the box and if you want to let's say it comes with you know one of your choice to begin with like I don't know the modulation module and then you can fill that up over the time over time you can put in the drive module or the reverb module or the delay module and then it's kind of up to you how much you want to spend and then you charge 200 quid for the box mm. may, maybe with one of the modules or you know mm. however much 300 quid for the box but you can add more over time and say they're 50 quid or something yeah. um, that could be a potential winner for them and it yeah. means that people have got a flexible setup it's so. tricky because they've kind of, all the pedals they've got kind of nail what they do and it's difficult to see improvement beyond that because the pedals out there already like well they're sort of the timeline has become like a modern classic really in terms of delay and you know things like the deco are definitely going to be like a hidden gem like later down the line the flint is like one of the best reverb tremolo pedals out there it's like you couldn't really go oh we've made flint too it's just sort of like why bother yeah why bother you've already you know and it's got to be tricky because they must have to look at it from a sales point of view and go all of these are so strong and we don't really have any gaps in the market so yeah. no, I mean I tell, you the, I tell you the thing that I am surprised that they haven't done and I'm sure Matt's gonna curse at me for saying so but a switcher yeah you man. know because there's there's so many options that you've got with all of these pedals well, yeah, they, why not? they kind of need supply. well completely they kind of need a switcher and they kind of need something with MIDI capabilities and I'm surprised that they haven't done something that works with everything all in one hit, you know? Yeah, yeah. So you could build a whole Strymon board, basically. Yeah, completely, yeah. 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 Um, talking about building a board, let's jump straight to Michael's question, who says, £300 pedal board challenge. You've been out of your house, and your house has been burgled. The dumb burglars took your pedal board, but they left your guitar slash bass and amp. You already have the guitar slash bass and amp, and therefore need a new pedal board. You've raided the new guitar fun jar and have £300 to spend on pedals. Uh, as theori- th- theoretically, you you now have none um pedalboard and cables uh, you have a gig tomorrow so off the shelf pedals only i.e easily obtainable pedals within 24 hours um who's actually done the math jay have you um, i have okay do you want to go first give the other two time to think sure I've so got it roughly oh uh, well um so uh first things first okay. um i keep all of my cables in my gig bag so thankfully they're oh, fine oh, this is cheating Cab- that is unbelievable cables I mean I keep them in my gig bag they're fine there's no dramas there everything's fine um, and what I've done here is patch I- cables yeah patch cables keep them in the keep them in there I pack everything away at the end of each show just to make sure that you know something like this doesn't happen. Are you saying this because you, the things that you've picked up won't work if you also have to pay for patch cables? The, my thing comes to exactly okay. three hundred pounds for the purposes of this. Okay, it's actually three hundred pounds and thirty-four pence. No. But I'm hoping okay. one of you guys can lend me no, thirty-four pence. How about if how about if I drive us there? in my car no, and I still, won't charge you the petrol no. okay well this is what I've got anyway so what I've done is I've gone for things that um, I haven't just gone RE20 Mojo Mojo because I wanted to mix it up a little sure. bit wow. So, I know, wow I know no, I know I think we need to take a moment if we this. do I'm growing it, up <laughs> <laughs> it's bizarro world just for so, a moment um, what I've gone with is uh, you know nice cheap drive pedal don't want to spend loads of money this is a little bit um uh, uninspiring I do apologise I have gone golden brownie okay £54.34 pence at the moment is that what's tipped you over the 34 that's what's tipped right, me over okay. but it's not worth it's not worth dropping down it's not okay. worth it they're too good okay uh, so yeah X5 golden brownie um, a true hidden gem definitely an absolute wonderful pedal um, I've gone with uh, something a little bit weird because I still need it to be a little bit weird yep um, delay pedal um, Ibanez ES2 Echo Shifter so good 99 yes. still only 99 pounds yep. absolutely fantastic pedal and just to um, get me up to the remaining 300 pounds 147 quid TC Electronics Hall of Fame 2 ah oh, with the mash with mash so you didn't get a pedal board either I didn't get but I've only got three pedals that's fine right. come yeah. on I've been robbed mate give me a break 
Yeah, I think the <laughs> um, the the fault with this question is that if you do get a pedal board, you basically can buy one pedal. Yeah, I think that's true. Pretty I've, much I've rendering. managed to not. Okay, well, let's see here your example then. Well, okay, well, if you if you look at like the board and the cable, so the essentials first, then um, then you need to aim cheap. And yes, if we've only got £300 to spend, we're getting a small board. So why not opt for a Pedal Train Metro 16? It will happily house three pedals. I mean, I think it will do up to like five. Okay. Um, and it comes in a convenient gig bag and it's only £44. So That's really cheap. Yeah, exactly. So you're already in a situation where we've got sort of, you know, 256 quid left to go. Patch cables, we're only going to do, say, like three pedals for this roughly. So patch cables, we might as well aim cheap. I'd love to go for, if we had the budget, um, to go for some something that you could custom up. So maybe something like the, um, what's the Daddario one? The Daddario one. Yes, no, the no, Daddario no, patch custom factory. patch fact. No, it's not, that's the no, Diago it's the one. company that... That Planet Waves. Own. Planet Waves, that's it. So I'd love to go for something like that so you could custom up all the, the length of the cables. But as we're aiming cheap, we, we need to go for, I think the fender patch cables whilst they are very annoying because they don't have much movement in them as we're only doing a single tier they are chunky though they are chunky but i think we'll still manage with three pedals so you know let's say we need three of those and i'm saying it's good that they're chunky because they'll last oh yeah they do they definitely do as long as you don't have to get any weird angles out of them or go any distance because they're rubbish for that but good for sort of simple setups and you know you could get a tweed patch cable which is pretty cool yeah of course you know go back 10 years and the only things we could get were like those those rotor sound coloured ones which were see I've still got a soft spot for them <laughs> well fine yeah whatever they break go on then time. anyway so yeah so pedals um, I guess I'm doing this for bass which does make it a little bit more difficult because um, I am going to need a preamp I am going <laughs> to need a compressor and I guess I'm going to need some sort of wacky delay um, of course uh, the essential for bass yeah exactly but I've only got £250 to do it in so the way I'm suggesting I do this is assign a decent wedge of money to the preamp and then make up then try and do a compressor and a weird delay for 50 quid a pop jay you're getting ready to add this up i'm okay i'm ready it's just roughly i'm just saying roughly so um so actually i mean as we skip to this question i'll, I'll use this as the preamp um but i was going to mention this when one of the other questions was what was the best dirt pedal for bass which i was going to say which is a question from alex who asked for the best dirt pedal for bass exactly i was going to say at the moment after me and matt had a mess around with it uh, a couple of weekends ago i would say the hudson electronics broadcast preamp nice. which isn't necessarily designed for bass but works fantastically it actually has a low cut on it but if you shut that off it's fantastic for bass are these in stock in any shops yes they are in a shop okay okay fine. Yeah. <laughs> a shop. joe could not possibly say where that, that shop is not- I would not ever mention by name on this podcast. So, okay. um, is it Costco? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, they come in at around 150 pounds. So okay, so we're we're down. So so I've I've now got I've now got 100 pounds left to go. Yeah. Um, on two pedals, compressor and a wacky delay. Mm-hmm. Now I am going to have to go. Oh I great! Am... I can't wait. It's, we'll uh, we'll carry on with that, you mate. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to have to go for the for the same brand on these two because it's the only way I can think to do it affordably and not rubbish. Because um, the only company I know, and I know we go on about them, but the only company I think do really cheap pedals that are still really good is Moore. Yep. So I'll go for their Blue Comp, which is a copy of the, or you know, and and um, inspired by the uh, the Boss CS2. Yep. Um, which is a great compressor. Um, which leaves me fifty pounds, which I can then spend. I'm going to go for Moore again. They do do a few interesting. I, I tell you what, I wonder how much that that new weird fuzz is going to be from um, from Ranger Effects. But anyway, forget that. It'll probably about be, eighty quid. Yeah, something probably, like that. probably a bit too much. So, um, so I think if I'm going to go for like a, a single delay uh, from um, Moore, I guess we're talking about the Reecho. Okay. So re-echo. So Jay, um, when Matt after Matt's well, while Matt is doing his rundown, if you could just fact check uh, Joe's list and see how far over three hundred pounds he was. How much are those more pedals? They're both fifty quid. Yeah, sure. Okay, fine. Well, you just yeah, check. It's roughly. Just it's check. roughly. It's, it's not roughly. It's not roughly. What, am I, are we getting scored on how yeah. far over we are? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's okay. like prices. So right. Do you get your? Are you including your Ugh. gag stuff discount? I, well, in I, this? I I have to be for a few of those options. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, okay. Go Do on you to get yours. Gag stuff discount at Antitons. Matt Knight, um, if you could uh, give us your three hundred pound rundown, please. 
Absolutely. Okay, so uh, I'll go for the pedals first, so then it works out how much I have left. Um, I'll start off on the Tube Screamer Mini. Okay, £99, is that right? £55 for a Tube Screamer Mini at the moment. No way. £55 from Joe's favourite store. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Joe'spedals.com. Yeah. Joe'spedals.com. £55 for a Tube Screamer Mini. Um, So I was like, that covers the light drive. Um, (laughs) Bright bright Onion uh, Mouse, the um, superb um, kind of rat clone that we... Um, reviewed 60 pounds takes me to 115 um can't live without a boss dd3 my favorite delay pedal yep. um it's 115 pounds so that takes me to 230 uh one spot combo pack with all the adapters 35 pounds takes me to 265 um and then um i'm going to go for the stag upc pedal board um, because I only need to take it to a couple gigs before that sweet insurance money kicks in. Um, <laughs> they're £29, which leaves me £6 for three patch cables, at £2 each, and that's how much the Stag ones cost. There we go. That is impressive, Matthew. Very, very but you good. Only had, oh, no, yeah, sorry, don't worry. Right, so I'm going to need... Mine were all, my, my cables were also in my gig bag because I follow Jay Cross's advice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows, he's, Let he's me just sage say, advice. Just quick advice for all Gitana's listeners out there. At the Make sure at the end of each gig... You'd it's important to unplug all of your pedals. Oh, um, yeah, unplug this is them true. all. Jay has cheated. Um, no, I've not. I unplug your pedals and put them in your gig it's bag. It's just being wise. Um, so I haven't actually looked this up, so I'm going to need your help. How much is a Strymon Flint? That's pretty much all <laughs> I'm going to need on the board. So does it even come in at under 300 quid? Uh, I'm just does, £279. Pounds. £279. So, I will, uh, so Joe Branton's came in at £301, by the way. Yeah. So I could go just for the flint. Two, how much? Two seven one. So that leaves me with twenty one pounds to play with. Yeah. Um, you probably get a. Um, how much are those stag pedal boards? <laughs> you, you want a pedal board and then a flint in the middle of it? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. I think just to I show off how much I, money honestly, he's got. I think I would just get a Strymon flint because it's like having an amp. It's just you know, or it's like having you know the good parts of an amp. Um, and it just sounds better than everything else. So, yeah, I mean, apart from... I'll tell you what I would buy with that extra tw- uh, 20-something pounds. Probably, like, a cheap pedal tuner. You, I could imagine that you'll get a pedal tuner for 20... Probably get a... Um, uh, not a clip-on. Not a clip-on. I bought no. one of those recently. It was rubbish. Um, yeah, don't know. There must be a cheap pedal tuner that I can get, like a Nux or someone like that, or like a... Um, Joyo. You could actually Joyo, buy, yeah, which I've one. seen loads of people use. I know you say that don't go mini headstock tuner, but the Planet Waves mini headstock clip-on tuner, really good. Yeah, that one's actually... £19.49. Yeah, that one's fine. I bought a different one that I was not particularly happy with, but it was on base, and I'll give it a pass for that. Or so, why don't you just buy some Planet Waves string cleaner? Because, yeah, Because you know, guitars, you know, it's not been stolen, when, so you don't better give it a clean. When the burglars broke in, they... They broke, they bro- smashed through, and dust went everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, your guitars were just on the wall. They did a little mess on the guitar. Yeah, it's um, it was an unpleasant sight. Um, so yeah, that would be mine. Yeah, I'm going to spend pretty much the entire budget on a Strymon Flimp because I think it is the best sounding pedal. <laughs> Such a kill, uh, Doesn't even run on batteries. Such a kill, Joy. Um, so let's do let's do a couple more questions. Um, Jake, no, let's do. And I had a good one. Oh, Chris says, would a Bruce Springsteen signature Fender Telecaster be a success? What do we think? Jay Cross, Fender representative plus biggest Springsteen fan. Uh, what do you think? Would you like to see the boss get a, uh, a guitar? I would. I would. And um, the reason that I would is that his guitar is, firstly, incredibly iconic. And secondly, it's really weird. Okay. It's really weird because he has got... Um, is it just an Esquire or something? No, no, no it's no. an Esquire neck. And a telly body, okay. That he bought in, he bought in a guitar shop in the seventies for like a hundred and fifty quid. Wow, um, one hundred and fifty bucks or whatever. Um, and it's got an extra pickup, or one of his does. One of it? his does, not the iconic one. No. The 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 main one, the one that he's been playing. You know, he's played 
yeah. I, I don't know a th- how many a thousand no probably like 5,000 gigs with probably, I don't know yeah. I don't I know mean, how many gigs someone like Bruce Springsteen does in their lifetime interestingly enough on on the custom shop wall at GAC at the moment pretty much all we have are butterscotch 52 really so yeah well actually best. that is the only teddy we have at the moment like five different yes. different um, relict versions still got that you still got that galushka don't you uh, that master belt yeah green one great guitar still hanging around um but but yeah on the wall at the moment i actually think that's not on the wall at the moment right it's, it's everything in there is a is a butterscotch blackguard which you know is just and and the reason is that we we sell more of them than, than anything, anything else. else. Yeah, anything else probably that we do from the Fender Custom Shop. They're always just so popular. It's probably Mate. the best electric guitar ever. There's, it's so good, so good. But yeah, um, apparently I did a little bit of reading up on this. He has actually he retired that guitar and he has just been using um, custom shops, custom, right. Fender Custom Shop relics. That he's um, they've taken a load of off the back of the neck because over playing it for forty years, the neck on his one has actually worn down so much that he can't play a big guitar, big neck guitar anymore. Right, makes so, sense. So uh, yeah, quite cool. But um, I think it'd be really, really popular, and I th- I'm I'm really surprised that he's never had a signature model. Mm. Um, he's one of those few real iconic players who never has, and. Uh, yeah, I wonder I if it's because they've never approached him. Or oh, they must have approached him. Yeah. They've ju- he's just gone, I don't need it. And I don't... I don't know, it must be a weird one for a guitarist to go, we want to give you a signature guitar, but in, like, exchange for that, we need to, like, release a mass production model. Yeah, I just... I wonder whether he's just doesn't... He's not really into the idea of, Maybe. like, doing in a signature thing. But you know it what? Does, but it does seem strange, because he does seem like the sort of geezer who... He knows what he means to a lot of people. You know, he appreciates that yeah, people yeah. love him for who he is. And I would, I am kind of surprised that he hasn't gone, people would love to own this guitar and therefore I will make it. But at the same time, if, so. if he's just playing like nice custom shops, people should just buy the same well, one that he's got, you know, and then they don't have to pay the tax effectively yeah, on yeah. his name being on there. So maybe it's that. Maybe it's that. I mean, I am surprised that, you know, Matt hasn't jumped on this and released a boss the boss. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Just a pedal. It's just the made. first signature boss pedal. Yeah, yeah. Boss. For the boss. Let's do one last quick question, and um, there is uh, some rules to this one. Oh, here so we go. Stuart says, which of you would win in a fight to the death? Oh. Now, I think the this only isn't guitar related. The only way we can fairly do this is that we go round in a circle, and you have to name the person who isn't you who would win in a fight to the death out of the four of us. Um, I'm going to randomly pick uh, Matt Knight you have to go first who would win uh, out of a fight to the death and why out of the three other guitar nerds I would probably say Mark Packham because he has a surprising amount of upper body strength yes. and he does. he's quite small so I think he would be able to weed in and out of the He'd punches be able to dodge the blows and then, and, and then um, hit us with the full force of his pecs <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to go. Mark, I'm going to go. Mark Packham. Okay, Joe Branton. Bo Banton. Bo Banton would win. <laughs> Bo Banton's not included. He's not at this table. Who would win? Jay Cross. He's the biggest one. Yep. Okay, I'm going to go. Jay Cross also tallest, longest reach. I'd imagine. Plus, you know, internal anger. I think he comes across <laughs> as a real nice guy. But I think there's a I deep. Think that. There's a deep fire burning inside of him. Jay Cross. Who are you picking? Um. I definitely wouldn't win because if it were, truly was a fight to the death, all you'd have to do is n- knock my glasses off. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then I'm rendered the 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 t- terrifying six foot two like glob of humanity that is Jay Cross would end up like Velma from uh, Scooby Doo, just wandering around looking for my glasses. <laughs> that time you walked into the pole, you did actually just like turn into a completely different person, just like fumbling around on the floor. Yeah, so uh, unfortunately I also am going to have to say Mark Packham. Yes! <laughs> uh, because <laughs> because you, um, you also are the only one who doesn't drink. That is and, true. And um, we'll just probably be in a better state of mind for that sort of thing. So when the apocalypse comes, um, you got basically what what we're saying here is Joe and Matt, you're you're welcome. 
Yeah, you two, you two are going first and we'll watch Great. you back, yeah? Thanks. Yeah, it's all good. And with that, we should wrap this episode up. If you do want to hear more, you can always go to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds. This week, we're going to be wrapping up our look at the uh, current Epiphone catalogue um, and going through all of the weirder models, the Flying Vs, Explorers, Signature models and stuff like that. If you want to hear that, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where from as little as $1 a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. At $1 a month, you get the regular episode ad-free and early $5 a month gets you the extra half an hour every week plus access to mini series like Joe Branton's Ranton plus all the interview content that we do uh, Matt speaks to pedal builders from around the world I've talked to a couple of interesting people as well you can find that at the $5 tier and at the $10 tier you will get your name read out on the regular podcast like these fine people Derek Rich, Chris Andy Joyce, Steve Burkle, Blair, Tom, Scarlett, Mancher, Andrew, Macro, Mark Cross, Titty Short, Andy McKenzie, Brad Pitt, Paul Corrigan, Jack Godfrey, Will, Claire, Scott, O'Brien, Matt Twine, Phil Thompson, Laurie, as a smoke rabbit, Colin, Anderson. Very good, very good. You can also join in the fun, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum. That's where we pulled all the questions from this week. That's where Matt will put up details about his boss event that you can join us at um, and just general fun guitar goings on. You can also follow us on Twitter at guitar nerds and on Instagram at guitar nerds. You can go to YouTube, youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds videos uh, where we just put up a video about the top five weirdest guitars of the 1960s. Thanks very much for joining this week and we will speak to you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks, gang. Next week's the quiz. What? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, God.